the three decades that tried to break you, built you, on your way to being and becoming, wrapped in the expectations of others. You hushed the words your soul was speaking and lost your radiant essence. What quicksand that was for you, my love. But you pulled a thread and began unraveling. Aware and woken, birthed unlearning and becoming. Weight that served its purpose will finally be shed. Light and darkness, pain and discomfort, falling and failure, stretching and releasing, accepting and forgiving, boundaries and healing, living and loving, fully present in the now, mute no more, your sacred soul has awakened. podcast is created for adult audiences only. It includes sexually explicit language and profanity. It also contains content that may be triggering to those who have experienced any type of abuse or chronic illness. Please take care when listening. Let's talk non-negotiables. These are the ones that I almost always immediately swipe left on after a quick glance at their profile. So, in general, if I'm not physically attracted to them, I'm going to swipe left. I've been told that I'm being closed-minded and should try to look beyond that, but physical attraction is important. Then there are things that are just natural turnoffs for me. Smoking, full or unkept beards, golfers, and not being a dog person. If most or all of their pictures are them dressed in some sort of cosplay, so superheroes, villains, anime, or all of their photos are of them in Halloween costumes? No thank you. Grainy photos. I don't want to see what they look like 5, 10, or 20 years ago. I'd rather see a recent awkward selfie. Uh, I should be specific here. A clothed awkward selfie that includes their actual face. Any profile with something along the lines of I'm not on that much, so if it takes me a while to respond, that's why. Please, Kevin, we're all checking these apps on the daily. But hey, thanks for telling me you're not a great communicator, or you just don't have the mental capacity to engage in any type of conversation. Next, sunglasses. Sunglasses in every photo. Dude, you are not Cyclops. Take the shades off, please. Anytime the age listed clearly doesn't match the pictures posted. Hey guys, us ladies, we know. 
profiles stating that they were only looking for a date for a specific event. So, you know, things like a wedding or work function or a vacation, like a cruise or going out of the country. <laughs> Those ones always gave me weird vibes. Now, being that catfishing is common in the dating app community, I find it interesting that so many, and I mean so many guys, choose to use photos of them holding fish in their profiles. It's fish or they're holding other aquatic animals, reptiles, and wildlife they seemingly killed. If there's a specific message they're trying to convey, I don't think I'm getting it. <laughs> Ladies, if this is your kink, you go girl. They are all yours. Some funny memes I've seen floating around in relation to this. Male birth control is free and it's called holding a fish in your profile photo. I relate to fish because I'm a catch. Guys love holding me. I'm on dating apps more than I should be. Would die to be on a boat. I just want to be shown off like a fish on a white boy's dating profile. Something else that I came across multiple times a day. Profiles that stated they were unhappily married or in a relationship and looking for just a sex partner and or a companion to fulfill what their relationships were lacking. And they wanted to do that on the DL. Cheating. They wanted to cheat. How they felt safe broadcasting that information on a public dating app, I really don't understand. And it's a weird place to be on the receiving end of that type of truth from a complete stranger. And overall, this is a loaded one for me, and I could do a whole podcast episode on my thoughts on this subject alone. For now, I'll spare us all that agony, and I'll leave it at this. The number of guys out there who continually lie about almost everything is baffling, infuriating, and disheartening. So when I see the ones that are upfront and honest about wanting to cheat right off the bat, I in some way appreciate that because I know not to waste my time, but also they are not getting brownie points. This was their way they were choosing to respond to the voids within their relationship. There are so many other options they could have had, yet this was their remedy of choice, a double life lying to the ones they love and themselves. But also, I genuinely have a heart that hurts for them and the partners they're deceiving. I've been discontent in past relationships and on both ends of this type of deception. I knew what my options were, and I didn't always respond with or choose healthy and respectable ones. And when I did, it was still messy and pain-inducing for all involved. Responding with integrity? That should always be the route we go. But that's easier said than done. I know. So yeah, I understand stuck. Surrounded by a hazy fog, struggling to inhale, and are you even exhaling? How the hell did I get here? This is what I thought I wanted at one point, but now that I have it, it isn't it, at least most days. 
The weight of it all, feeling completely alone. Quicksand, but not quick at all. You'll do anything just to feel seen, wanted, loved, and appreciated again. So yeah, I understand. But that doesn't mean I condone or want to participate in that narrative. I'm pretty sure I'm going to revisit this one in a future episode. But for now, I'm moving on. Alright, here's one that happens once I connect off the apps. And please tell me I'm not the only human with this one. Once we exchange numbers, I wait for that first text and hold my breath. What color is the text bubble? Anything other than blue? Yeah, that's going to be a no for me. Alright, so that might be a slight exaggeration, but I do prefer to communicate with iPhone users. It's just easier. If you know, you know. With all that being said, I know that my photos and profile weren't perfect by any means. And there were plenty of guys who matched with me for the sole purpose of informing me what they thought about my pictures and profile. I'm going to share some of those with you. So one of my pictures is me without any makeup on, and I'm posing with my roommate's dog, who is also kind of my baby too. A few of those comments. Normally I get annoyed seeing girls using heavy filters on all their pics, but you could use some yourself, especially this one. I'd rather see you with less clothes on than less makeup. I'll pass on you, but can I hang with the dog? I mean, honestly, I can't blame the guy for asking. I have a nose piercing, and my hair color isn't natural. I learned that these are complete turnoffs for some guys. Here you go. You realize that your stupid nose ring shows your immaturity, right? What's with you and other girls your age having nose rings and tattoos? Stupid and ugly if you ask me. Is pain a kink of yours? Cause I just want to violently rip that nose ring right off that cute nose of yours. It's hideous. You're a psycho bitch if that's not your natural color. People like me with this kink don't want fake. Get out of here with that BS. I'm a ginger and at first glance you are too. But careful examination of your photos makes me question if yours is authentic. You probably just wasted my time, and for that, I'm passing on you. If your carpet doesn't match the curtains, you don't deserve to find what you're looking for. At some point, I found something on the internet that I resonated with in regards to dating. I'm not sure who the original author of it is, but it's a written description in acronym form. And I had this posted as one of my profile photos. Let me tell you, this one, it pissed a lot of guys off. (laughs) It reads DTF, which means down to fuck. But in this sense, DTF means down to find a partner who is willing to put the effort in to co-creating a long-term relationship defined by empathy, mutual respect, direct communication, realistic expectations, and lots of hot kinky sex. Here are these comments. LOLOL, you're a tease and a bitch. Yeah, that's a no for me. Wow, that's pointless, you stuck-up bitch. Where are you willing to compromise? This is a bit much, which means you are too. 
Good luck with this one. Red flag much? Get off dating apps, you bitch. Unrealistic high expectations just like the rest of you crazy chicks. Wow, just wow. I've got a few ideas of how I can shut you up. I'll tell ya, we've got some regular old Prince Charmings over here knocking my fucking socks off. Call me smitten and cue the wedding bells. Now, I'm not an expert in any specific area. I wasn't trained or educated, nor have I earned any specific degree or title in the medical field. In this podcast, I am not diagnosing anyone with anything. I do, however, question myself and my motives, along with those of others I cross paths with. This podcast series is merely a collection of my opinions based on my personal experiences. Those non-negotiables, I share all of it for a reason beyond just being judgmental. I know I'm not the only one who has these frustrations with the photos and profiles I come across on dating apps. I want to see the actual person. Not an alter ego, prop, or filter. I don't want the mystery of wondering what's behind those sunglasses or what you really look like currently. I'm 41 years old, Benjamin. These aren't the hunger games I'm willing to play. When I see these types of photos, it makes me wonder what they're hiding. But not enough to swipe right. My opinion? Anytime we feel the need to mislead others by hiding something about our life or editing our physical appearance because we want to distract from something about ourselves in order to control how we're viewed on a digital platform, imagine what links we'll go to in order to hide things about ourselves on a deeper inward level, off the apps. You know, when we're out there actually engaging face-to-face with actual human beings, walking towards any type of partnership with someone, whether that be casual or serious, or simply looking in the mirror. Where there is an insecurity of any kind and a desire to deceive, you can be sure to find an internal gaping wound that is feeding that insecurity. They're always connected. And when we indulge in that deception while ignoring the inevitable pain and consequences that follow, it'll only lead to that wound becoming septic and spreading both internally and externally. And maybe you're sitting there thinking, come on, these are just pictures. Don't you think you're taking this a little too far? No, no, I don't. I speak from personal experience as someone proficient at masking wounds and a soul I'm terrified to confront or reveal. You're about to hear audio from some of my vlogs, which include an update on B, as well as before and after audios from a video date with another guy. Hey, yo, coming in with that uh, online dating update. So it's Wednesday, August 3rd, 2022. Uh, it's, I think, almost maybe been a month since I've been on these. So I ended things with I thought I was really nice and sent him a text. I thought the text was very nice, but straightforward. And he unmatched me, which is what you do in these situations. You unmatch on the app. Um, But then he didn't even respond to the text and unfollowed me on Instagram. So I was nice, but rejection is rejection. So that is okay. Um, I'm honestly more jaded. Like all of this experience has been quite entertaining. 
I definitely laugh every single day at some of the messages that I get or some of the profiles that I'm matched with. And I'm definitely more jaded about men and love in general than I have been ever. Uh, being 40, um, not really knowing what I want, like wanting to have a good time and hopefully that that can turn into a relationship or have a little bit of casual sex for a little while and then find someone to be in a relationship with. This sounds like it's going to be a lot harder because guys that want the casual sex seem like complete douchebags. But yeah, I don't know how long I'm going to do this this online dating thing. I, uh, I feel like if I do it for too long, I might end up not being in a good place with my view on men and might get just an imbalance, you know, of goodness that may be out there and I don't want that to happen. So I may take a break after like this subscription is over. There was another guy that I, I really jived with his profile. We hadn't talked at all. And then um, he had like on Bumble, I sent him a message and he didn't respond. He only has 24 hours to do that. And that's about to expire. So that turned into nothing. And then this other person that I talked to, he didn't respond back. Another person didn't respond back. So I get ghosted a lot by the ones that I'm actually interested in. The other ones are just scary as fuck. Okay, that's it. Peace out. Saturday, Sunday, um, I don't know, August 7th, maybe? But I'm about to have a video chat coffee date with someone that I met on Tinder. And I don't know, just from our chatting, I like him a lot. Um, so we'll see, he lives about like an hour in some way, an hour, 15 minutes. And so he suggested that we do like a video chat first to see um, how chemistry is that way before we maybe have a real date. Um, anyhow, yeah, okay, that's all. So we did a video chat, it was about an hour with It went well. I like his energy, he makes me smile, makes me think, and I just enjoyed listening to him share about himself and I admired him for what he shared and I felt safe sharing with him and so yeah here's to exploring and seeing what that brings hey yo another little dating app update so it's Thursday August 11th 2022 so I had um had an amazing video date this past Sunday, and like a couple days later, we had talked that we exchanged phone numbers and said we were gonna get together soon. And then a couple days later, he messaged me that he just doesn't know what he's doing or what he wants. It, I mean, it was nice, but it was one of those things where I could tell he just wasn't feeling me. I I really really felt connected with him. So another blow that I'm trying to work through the emotions of that one hurt. And yeah, I've connected with a few other people, but again, like these guys, they don't message back. They start good and they don't know how to communicate. So I updated my profile a little bit, but my subscription is about to end in a day or two. I added my Instagram on there so people can connect with me that way if they want. But there's two people I'm kind of talking to right now, but they're not great at communicating. That's it. All right, so B. I truly couldn't have asked for a better guy to have my first interactions and dates with. He was great, 
and he had a beautiful vision of a life he wanted with a partner. It just wasn't one that I shared. I really hope he's found his person. And that other guy, he was a rare one. And only one of three who actually communicated honestly and in kindness when he realized he wasn't interested in moving forward with me. And though it stung at first, I realized that he respected me enough as a human to gift me that as well as himself. His interactions with me were a great example and inspired me on how I would interact with others down the road. This was the text he sent me. Thanks, Christina. All is well here. Feeling somewhat overwhelmed immersing myself back in dating apps. I had a very, very nice experience speaking with you. You exude kindness and tranquility. I'll definitely reach out if I have the capacity for more soon. Currently working on finding a baseline for re-entry to all of this and a sustainable good process. Down the road, he eventually came back and matched with me on another app with a brief message that read, I hope you're well, Christina. Still exploring what I want and need. It's a process. Smiled when I saw your profile, a reaction I say thank you for. He unmatched me before I could even reply, and I'm not sure what his intention of sending it was, but it made me smile, and I appreciated it. He was someone who had a positive impact on me. Even though it was short-lived, I'm grateful for the interactions we had. I'm better for it, as it led me deeper into self-awareness. I briefly mentioned chronic illness in the first episode and how it flipped my world upside down. Without going into the complicated details of that entire story, I'm going to share a chapter with you. In 2016, after years of being sick, I was finally diagnosed with Lyme disease. It appeared I'd been living with it for some time as the damage to my body was extensive. One of the areas of my body that was affected was vaginally. I was diagnosed with something called vulvodynia. I was no longer able to experience sexual pleasure the way I was created to. What should have been sexual pleasure became unbearable pain. Pain that was triggered by things like wearing clothing, having a full bladder, urinating, sitting, as well as touching and penetration of any kind. To say that this, along with my other health challenges, greatly affected my now annulled marriage, that would be an understatement. When I embarked on this journey, I was still navigating and healing through a lot of that. I share this part of my story with you because, yes, it's an essential piece of this social experiment, but also because I know it isn't my story alone. Maybe you're someone that hasn't been able to experience pleasure when it comes to sex. And I want you to hear me. You're not crazy, broken, or damaged. You are not alone, and you don't deserve this. You are worthy and sacred, lovable and divine, just as you are. Anyone that's told you differently, consider them now mute. You deserve to have a fulfilling and rich sex life, however you want that to look like for you. Healing is attainable. This is not how your story has to continue or end. I believe that for you, but more importantly, you've got to believe it yourself, and then you must do the hard work to arrive there. I dedicated years to educating myself and working towards healing. What worked for me may not work for you, 
that's something you've got to figure out. I began truly healing many of my complex health challenges when I took a multifaceted approach and addressed my body as a whole, physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual. And this is what it looked like. I spent years receiving physical therapy from a specialist in this specific field. She taught me how to do this therapy myself at home. I connected with others experiencing similar health challenges, and I felt less alone. I saw a psychologist who also addressed my body as a whole. Again, that emotional, mental, physical, and spiritual connection. She guided me into the depths of my trauma in each of those areas where I began healing in a way I had never experienced before. I learned about the vagus nerve and regulating my nervous system and emotions. I incorporated diet and lifestyle changes which included holistic and somatic modalities. Things like EMDR, biofeedback, cranial sacral therapy, Reiki, cupping, meditation and breathwork, mindfulness and journaling, infrared sauna and cold water therapy, dance and movement, earthing, forest bathing, and yoga. There was also the relational aspect that I took inventory of. For the sake of my health, I began implementing boundaries with everyone in my life. It looked different for each of them, and it continues to shift as life evolves. It was the most difficult work of my life, but also the most rewarding. It led me here, the healthiest and happiest I've ever been. And yes, that includes enjoying sex again. I will never return to that old way of life. So take heart and have hope. Healing is attainable. In regards to the vulvodynia and this social experiment, I knew the next step in my healing was for me to experiment with another human. And let me tell you, it's difficult enough to have a mature discussion about sex with a guy, let alone bringing something like vulvodynia into it. Throughout my interactions with guys on and off dating apps, very few were able to communicate about sex in a productive or healthy manner. Many times, they came across as immature due to their vulgar and derogatory thoughts and comments, and their overall lack of respect for females and sex in general. Some just didn't want to address the topic of sex at all because it made them uncomfortable, and then there were those that took to responding to everything with sarcasm approach. It was exhausting and deflating. I had a plan of how I would attain sexual pleasure. I knew it was going to take work, and I knew that regardless pain would be a factor, at least initially. I just needed to find a willing participant, which proved to be more difficult than I had expected. But I knew he needed to be someone that I felt safe with. One that actually would engage in a sexual conversation that didn't leave me disgusted. One that wouldn't be scared away when I shared my diagnosis and the pain I would undoubtedly experience, and one that I knew wasn't really wanting anything serious. Yes, I was pretty sure that eventually I would want a serious relationship, but at that time, I wanted to invest in my sexual health more than find someone to build a long-term relationship with. And quite frankly, the only form of intimacy at that point that I wasn't afraid of was physical. And sometimes, that's still the case. I've learned to turn off the rest. 
or so I like to think. But yeah, I was essentially interviewing guys for a very specific purpose. And I know how shitty this makes me sound to some of you. In this podcast series, I don't just share the red flags of guys I encountered. I serve you mine on a silver platter. My mom has shared stories of how when I was a baby, she and my dad would pay attention to how I reacted around certain people, because even as a baby, they could see that I could sense the true character of a person. It's a gift I've sharpened and refined over the years. It normally doesn't take me long to sense a person's true energy, even if that's virtually. When I entered the dating scene, I knew I would be relying heavily on this sense. But every now and then, I come across someone that is difficult for me to read. Someone that requires a closer look. And this, this intrigues me. I almost never walk away from that. I take a closer look. So it's Sunday, August 15th, 2022. On my way for a hike date someone that I actually met on Tinder like the second day that I was on there and we talked briefly and then connected on Instagram to make sure that each other were real and we just hadn't talked in like three weeks four weeks whatever um no real reason to it like we followed each other on social media but it wasn't quite whatever right and I posted a picture on Instagram yesterday which initiated him sliding into a dance. Yeah. And that led to, I don't know, a two and a half hour text conversation with each other. And then like a two hour phone call. Literally talking about a lot of things and everything. I really like him. I guess I can explain more on that later. I did a little writing last night, but yeah, he's he's different. And He's pursuing me in a way that none of the other dating app guys have. And he's blunt. He makes me laugh. And he's sexy. And he has an adorable husky. So, I will update you after the hike. Hopefully you can hear. My car is so loud. Anyhow, peace out, bitch. I've got a stupid grin plastered on my face. Um, But yeah, so I was actually really nervous going into it. Like the more, the closer I got there, the more nervous I got. And so, um, yeah, I just said, universe, calm my nervous system down. Align me. And so once I parked, um, I got, was getting out of my car and like my ankle gave out on a pebble I could feel and so when I looked down the pebble (laughs) that I tripped on and fell whatever I am (laughs) I am not joking so yeah I that was my sign from the universe and from myself to just be me I had fun. It was like an hour and we just talked about ourselves and took turns and he makes me laugh. He smells really good. I can smell him. I can't smell everything. 
And I can smell him. I'll tell him that at some point. If I could be myself. And something that I wrote yesterday is that I shared a lot with him on our phone call yesterday. More than I've shared with people like that I've known that long. Like I, I haven't I haven't shared that with a lot of people actually now that I'm saying that out loud. So I shared all of um, some of my health stuff. I shared all of the relationship stuff with me and went into a lot of detail with that. And then I shared about the vulvodynia and that whole process and how broken I felt and how much work I've done. And I don't know, he responded so well. And um, I don't know, at the end, I, I really don't have words to describe. There's no words to really describe it. But at the end, I had said, you know, this will make a lot of guys go running. And um, I wrote it down in my note. I, I don't know if I'm going to say this correctly, but as he was saying it, I was typing it out on my notes because I'm weird like that. He said, yeah, something like along the lines of it, like, yeah, you've, you know, you've got a lot of baggage. Like, I'm not going to lie. You've got a lot of baggage, but I'm not going to go running for the hills. And then something to the effect of like, I, I think I want to like help you unpack that or at least, you know, be there while you do. I wrote a note about it. You can go look. And it, it there's more in there about a conversation my had weeks ago about that word baggage and something Mike said to me and then just um, the very specific words used but yeah I feel safe enough to let down my guard and be vulnerable and let him see me and my flaws and I think I said it already but he makes me laugh I find him very sexy he's a great communicator so far I just again I don't know there's a lot of vibes that I'm feeling and I don't know it could go nowhere but it could go somewhere and I'm curious to know more and so I'm gonna follow that curiosity down the rabbit hole and see where it takes me and he's up for that too so we'll see that's my update so first I want to apologize for my random kiss thing going on there I usually don't kiss the girl when I first meet him uh that's kind of usually something I I'm a gentleman I try not to grab I try not to pinch I try not to squeeze I mean you are thin I definitely love that I wasn't expecting the kiss honestly but I wasn't against it no you seem really awesome uh definitely my type definitely sexy definitely interested in your body definitely have a very good vibe which I really like you weren't annoying you weren't you know, you didn't really seem uncomfortable. You seemed a little shy, like I said. But besides that, you, I think we have a really good click so far, which is a very good start for just walking and talking about ourselves to each other like normal. But yeah, I'm sure we'll text more, talk more, um, maybe FaceTime a little bit. Um, I'm available probably Wednesday if you want to get together then. Um, but no. I mean, you seem really great. I'm definitely curious where it's going to go. Uh, you definitely seem like there's a good sexual energy. You have a very good attraction. You have the confidence. I mean, that's, that's important. Confidence is key. And I want a girl that has that sexual drive. I don't want to be friend-zoned. <laughs> so I'm sure we'll see where this goes. 
That audio you just heard is of me right before and after the hike date. I mentioned stepping on a pebble, and in that video, I'm holding it up in view of the camera. That pebble was actually a rock, a heart-shaped rock. I'll explain the significance of finding that specific rock down the road in another episode. But in the meantime, I'll post a screenshot of me holding it on the Catching a Catfish Instagram so you can go and check it out for yourself. You also heard audio messages that he texted me on our way home from that date. And for the sake of his anonymity, moving forward, I will refer to this guy as Paz. This is who you will be hearing me talk a lot about. This is one I didn't expect or see coming. One that required a closer look. Like many, when I had COVID, I had lost my sense of smell for over a year. Paz was the first thing I could smell again. That was a really big deal for me if you didn't already figure that out. Another fact worth sharing, I would later learn that the random location I ended up pulling over in to record that very video, it was the same development that his mother lived in. I don't think anything happens by chance. I believe it's all divinely orchestrated. And as for finding someone to experiment with, Paz mostly fit the bill. There were others that were better prospects, but for many reasons, he was the best one available to me at the time. Another video update. Um, so, yeah, and I have continued to talk um, a lot, like all day long. And then last night, like I just stopped hearing from him, I don't know, like around 8.30. And um, like he didn't respond to a text. So then I had just said goodnight. I hope you had a good night. And then I didn't hear from him even this morning. And so, you know, one part of me was like, oh, he's going to see me. And then a part of me was also worried that maybe he was like in an accident. Because that's just an anxiety issue that I have that I try and work through had that my whole life I deal with my brothers and sisters all the time but anyhow yeah so I just I texted something like hey like I hope everything is okay I hope you're doing well I don't know how much time passed but like he responded pretty quickly and I said sorry I was out on a really long motorcycle ride last night and then it was late and I didn't text you back and I'm just waking up now and so and then on the way home from work today he facetimed me yeah, I don't know. We have a strong connection. And I'm looking forward to seeing where it goes. Alright, so we hit a little hiccup. It happens. We're here now, back on track. Whatever track it was that we were even on. Tuesday, August 23rd, 2022. Self high. <laughs> yeah, so last Wednesday... We agreed that we were going to be friends with benefits um, and just to kind of see where things naturally, organically go. So that felt really good to like have those boundaries in place. Um, and then, you know, like every now and then doing a date or staying over his place afterwards. Um, so like casual like that. We've been talking every single day. We're getting to know each other more and I think like each other more. But I'm okay with it because it's just like naturally moving. We're not forcing anything. Yesterday was a rougher day for me and when I did tell him that, he like FaceTimed me right away to talk and we talked for an hour. And so 
Yeah, the only thing that I am a little cautious about is that he does talk about his ex a lot um, when we do talk. And so I, I think that he's still hung up on her. Maybe he still loves her or he just hasn't resolved some things in his own mind with that. I'm not really sure, but if I feel the need, I'll mention it again. But right now, like we're not in that committed relationship or whatever. So I don't, I don't know that that's my place to bring it up, but... I'm enjoying the connection that we have and the friendship that we're building and things like that. So that's pretty much my update with that. Peace out, yo. Here's audio of where I was at mentally as August came to a close. Howdy. It is a few minutes before August 31st, 2022. So we're going from Tuesday to Wednesday in a few minutes. And I just wanted to do a little entry of how I'm feeling right now in this moment. And it's just really good. Um, I woke up in a really bad mood, which I know I hate mornings and I'm usually a grumpy cat. And it took me a while to like come out of that a couple hours. I did a solo dance party for a few hours while I worked and that just that put me put me in a good spot so yeah my spirit and energy needed that I love love dance and movement and then I did taco Tuesday with the kids and joined us this time and so that was really lovely and fun um I loved having all of them there anytime they're all together I love that so and then on my way home called me yeah, we're just getting to know each other, and it's it's been fun. So there's that. And then I came home, and there were flowers in the basement on my dresser. And then there were flowers in the living room in two different places and vases. So like three dozen bouquets of flowers, and it was from Sal and Camille. And then there were gifts and a card, and Camille wrote the cutest card, and she got me a framed picture of me and her. I don't know, I feel so spoiled and so loved, and I just spent some time reflecting on this past year, and it's been, uh, gosh, the hardest year of my life, but also one that was the most transforming. I literally was wrapped in a cocoon, and I'm emerging, and... There's still moments that are really hard, but I feel like me. I'm back to me, and I'm back home, and I'm so excited for this next year. I'm grateful for the friends that I have. I have some really amazing people in my life. I've lost a lot, but people that needed to be lost, and the people that have stayed and remained in my life, our relationships have strengthened, and... I'm just, I feel so spoiled by love of the people that are surrounded by me and realizing from someone else that not everybody is fortunate to have that. And so I have worked really hard to create these relationships with people and have these friendships and they have reciprocated it. And it's just such an amazing thing to have. I think that's like At almost 41, I'm going to be 41, okay, at 41, 
being spoiled with amazing relationships and friendships and getting my good health, like getting that back. That's it, like that's life, right? And so I just have so much gratitude overflowing out of me and I absolutely love sharing my birthday with it literally feels like Christmas morning every year on my birthday because of that fact alone and I don't know that she'll ever understand the depths of that joy I hope one day she can but I absolutely love it So Labor Day was now approaching. Paz made a big deal about wanting to hang out with me that weekend because he was trying to make up for bailing on me the past two times we'd planned to hook up. He specifically wanted to take me to the air show and spend time getting to know each other better. So I carved out time in my very full life to make that happen. It sounded fun and also I have a really high sex drive and I was feeling some kind of way. There are those that would call it horny, me. (laughs) I call it being sexually charged, thank you very much. And then something curious happened. Again, any guesses as to what that was? My text messages went from a blue bubble marked as delivered to a green bubble. In layman's terms, that most likely meant that my text messages were not being delivered. So of course, I picked up my phone to call him and interesting enough, it went straight to voicemail. Hmm, was I crazy to think he was blocking me? So guess what? It was now my turn to slide into his DMs. September 4th, 2022. Audio messages sent via Instagram DMs. Okay, so my texts aren't going through again and uh, it just goes straight to voicemail when I call. So either your phone is fucked up or you are ditching me again and I know it's not going to be that one or I'm going to kick your butt. Um, but yeah, so how about we try the Oktoberfest and if it starts raining on the way we just get food, um, whatever, or I can come over and pick up food on the way and so yeah those are the options I came up with yeah I don't know what the fuck's going on with my phone I mean it's kind of been nice my phone's been pretty quiet (laughs) my mom's been sending me a bunch of Facebook messages saying uh what the hell um I reset it I don't know why it's not working it might be because I kind of spray painted it (laughs) yesterday when I was fucking with everything Uh, My situation today kind of sucks because I bought a to match my helmet that I'm doing right now uh, to get placement, and I have to be here. It's a signature-required fucking UPS delivery, which is retarded, but it's over $300, so I guess that makes sense. It's a high-value item, so I can't go anywhere until it's delivered, which is between 3 and 10 o'clock, of course. It's up for delivery now. Um, plus, we are actually going to do a show tomorrow, so I want my helmet done by tomorrow. Thank God I started it. Uh, we're going to do a preview show because we have to do our picks for these games coming up. So that's that. So I am not ditching you. 
but this is why I'm probably single. I got this, there's just a million things to do. Once I'm all settled, it's great, but the podcast is starting back up. Football's this weekend. I have to get this done, unfortunately, and I would love to go out and do stuff because I have all day tomorrow to work on my helmet, but I'm waiting for my other helmet to get here. Uh, wait, can't this just be easy and just put stickers on a fucking helmet? Plus, the weather is garbage. Uh, yeah, that sucks. And everything I picked is for outdoors, which sucks. Uh, my phone is weird, which sucks. <laughs> so, um, I honestly will request from you, I know you're gonna roll your eyes pretty hard, but a rain check literally for today and this weekend. And then we need to pick like a one day a week nightly hangout thing, which would be great. Uh, life. So yeah, I apologize. But um rain check for today. Let's hang out sometime this week or do a booty call or whatever. Just let me know. Hook, line, and sinker. Down the rabbit hole I go. September 5th, 2022. Audio messages sent via Instagram DMs. Yo, how you be? Hope all the podcasting stuff and helmet things went well. No, so I wanted to apologize about yesterday. It's being a little, a little brat, so I apologize. And yeah, I know like your priorities are your podcast and stuff and we're just kind of supposed to be having fun so i'm gonna back off and let you do your thing and if you want to reach out to me i will let you do that but and i'm leaving it here because i tried the phone and it wasn't letting me so anyhow i apologize for being annoying and yeah that's all (laughs) you weren't annoying trust me and yes my phone is still fucked up unfortunately uh Something happened to the receiving band, and I have to get a new phone. Supposedly, thank God. Um, luckily, I still can use data. I just can't use any, like, old data, like a phone call or a text message. I can't do, I guess. They said I can't make a phone call, and I can't receive, like, a regular text message. But I could use, like, Messenger and all this other stuff, which is great. But I'm going to work anyway tomorrow, and hopefully they'll have a new phone. They had phones for me, but they're all, like, pink or purple or shit. I don't want that. But no, you're fine. Yes, to be honest, a little bit, you were a little, I don't want to say the word nagging, but you were a little nagging. I mean, yeah, I know we planned things this weekend, and the weather sucked. And then I kind of got really busy with my podcast and all that and luckily my helmet seems like it was a huge success i think it looks really good uh so at least kind of blowing you off was worth it as horrible as that sounds i hope don't take that the wrong way but it would have been so much worse if i used that time that i committed and it was for not but no you're you're great don't worry about it but yeah i mean Please, I mean, don't become a a nagging girlfriend. (laughs) You know, when we first started talking, we both agreed that we both have busy lives. I mean, I'm just getting ready for my podcast, and it's just been kind of a few weeks for me, you know, going back to work. And now I have to do a podcast, and everything was hunky-dory with my old helmet, but now I want to actually be legit. This This is how far down the rabbit hole I'm going. This is the problem with having 
money. <laughs> there's, there's not like a, uh-oh, maybe I can't afford that. No, I can afford all this bullshit. So, it is September 10th, 2022. It's the last full moon of the summer, and it's magical, and I'm in all my feels tonight. It's been a very overwhelming and emotional week. I lost someone that was very close to, very special to me. And that's been hard. And then this thing with me and we went into this saying that we would be just friends with benefits because neither of us had really the time or capacity for much more. And I know that I lied to myself and I think maybe he lied to himself and we've been giving mixed signals and we both lean in so hard and then pull back and freak out and he hasn't been talking to me the past 24 hours. And if he's ghosting me, that's, you know, it sucks and it hurts. But something that I realized about myself tonight was that I don't know how to love a little or not at all. I love big. And I can't hide that. I can't push that away. That's something that makes me radiant and beautiful and magical. And I want to step into that full power. But it's also not fair to him. I'm just full of gratitude and emotions for the things that I have and for this heart of mine and for the people in my life that love me and see me and speak life and love into me because there are so many and I am so, so full of gratitude. So on this magical full moon, chin up and heart open. Gratitude, gratitude, gratitude. In the process of vetting guys, a pattern I discovered in myself and them. Fear. Fear of intimacy. This fear of any and all types of intimacy and the unwillingness to understand and address the cause of said fear, it's destroying our relationships with ourselves, our partners, and potential ones like wildfire. We crave authentic and healthy connection, but with that comes the need for effective communication in order to maintain said connection, which seems to be something we don't have the bandwidth for. And then there's accountability, something we think we'd prefer to completely live without. We are overwhelmed and overstimulated by a digital world that is gaining momentum and forcing us to evolve our lifestyles to follow suit. All of these, when combined, form the most potent substance of human consumption, leaving us addicted to the digital dopamine hit as we mindlessly scroll and lose our soul, craving our next fix. This false sense of intimacy creates the illusion our needs are being met. It's a substance we're abusing but lack the awareness to get sober. It moves us further away from reality and deeper into fantasy, disconnecting us from humanity. But what do I know?
but yeah, we're gonna have to start scheduling some overnights, I think. Because that would probably be nice. It'd be interesting. See if you actually sleep. <laughs> if you get up and wander around my house like a crazy stalker. Catching a Catfish is written, produced, edited, and hosted by me, Christina Irene. Cover art is also by me. Music is A Call to the Soul by Marco Topa, Drop It by Coma Media, Everflowing by It's Water, My Universe by Nestorouk, Sedative and Inspire Me by Less FM, Electronic Rock by Alex Grohl, and The Background Ambient by Audio Coffee. Connect with us on Instagram and Facebook at Catching a Catfish Pod and Twitter at Catfish Pod. If you have a dating story you'd like to share or any questions, please call or text 216-694-8559. If you enjoyed this episode, please take a minute to subscribe, rate, review, and share with your friends. And give us a shout out on social media by tagging us and using the hashtag catchingacatfishpod. Your feedback and support are greatly appreciated.